Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue. Faces turn red. Rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Welcome to the Daily DLP. I'm your host, Ash Thompson, and today I'm going to go over all the strengths and weaknesses of the Saints' defense and how the Lions could attack them on Sunday. So the Saints' head coach was a defensive backs coach for the Saints from 2008 to 2010 when they had that little issue you may have heard about where defensive coordinator Greg Williams was offering bounties for his players to go injure opponents. Some of you might be a little young to remember that at this point, but that's a thing that happened in the NFL not all that long ago. Uh, it would be silly for me to hold one of his underlings unaccountable, but given this guy's track record as a head coach, he definitely does lean towards a bit of a throwback mentality. His teams are tough, hard-nosed, and they do come to play ball. Well, his defenses do, anyway. The fact that Aaron Glenn came from this defensive structure, like coaching the same position group that Allen had been the, the coach of at one point, might lead you to believe there are a lot of similarities in the way that the Lions and Saints play defense, and I'm not saying there are none. Like, when, when the Lions run a four-man front, they tend to do it in the same way or a similar way as, as the Saints do, but Lions mix in a bunch more two-gap stuff. It, it The Saints actually also do run a lot of uh, like 4-3 under stuff with P. Werner as their, their linebacker coming down off the edge, but we don't even know if he's going to play this week and have no idea what they would do with that, so I'm not touching that because as far as snap counts go, he's one of the two linebackers they actually play significantly. Uh, so with him gone, I have literally no idea what they would do there. So I'm going to ignore that it ever happens. They have the same issues that the Lions do facing mobile quarterbacks. <laughs> uh, let's see what else is there. Uh, that, that's kind of not really it. Uh, the Lions do, or I should say the Saints, do weird things like take two linebackers and play them as edges with one guy in the middle on short yardage situations. And like that is a... I, I hope we see that a lot. Like, I, I want I want the Lions to get into whatever formation it is that triggers that. I, I couldn't really see a pattern myself, but they do it in short yardage situations as kind of a different look. And I think play action passes like the touchdown to Brock Wright against the Chargers 
a few weeks ago in scenarios like that are a very viable option for a few of the reasons that I'm about to go into. Uh, because on those plays, their safeties are also playing really tight to the line. And and yes, I do mean much tighter than safeties of other teams typically do in short yarded situations. This is not a Nick Fangio style defense. You guys have heard me use those words, then talk about how, you know, stop all the deep balls you can play super deep with the safeties. Don't let anything ever get behind you. This is the opposite of that. <laughs> uh, these guys are trying to force turnovers and they've been pretty good at it. Uh, they're not just trying to stop the other team from making plays. They are trying to make plays themselves like Tyron Matthew, the honey badger. Yeah, he's still in the league. This is where he went because it's home and they needed a guy. He's not the player he once was, but he'll still be in a position to pluck the ball out of the air if you throw in the wrong spot. That's a skill set he does still have. Uh, getting the Saints into that look that gets him close to the line of scrimmage, gets everybody close to the line of scrimmage, is kind of my first key. Uh, a little bit. Uh, when Lance offense is humming... One of the features is David Montgomery getting to the ball, like through the line of scrimmage very quickly. And if there is no second level of the defense, really, because there's there's one linebacker in the middle and the other guys are on the edge, straight up the gut right at that guy with like a couple like couple safeties flanking him there. That is an opportunity for a big play. I'd like to see the Lions get on that a lot. Uh, there's one tell that I've seen from the saints, like just a very specific person in a very specific situation that has just not worked out well for them. They do everything they can to keep Brian Brzee off the field for rundowns. Like he only plays on passing downs for the most part. Like he gets caught every once in a while, but of his 337 snaps this season, which is the second most among their interior defensive line group. Like, they're not hiding him. They just do everything they can to keep him off the field in certain situations. Uh, of his 337 snaps, 224 of those have been pass rush snaps. That's 66.4%. That's really high for somebody who plays that much. And there's a reason. Uh, if you weren't paying attention to anything I said about the draft and... I wasn't doing this at that point, so unless you're part of the 5% of the people who watch these things that are in the slack, <laughs> which you can get into for only $5 a month at DetroitLinesPodcast.com. I'm told it's the most intelligent chat on the internet regarding the Detroit Lions. At least that's what I'm, that's what I'm being paid to say. Love you guys. But anyway, unless you're part of that 5%, and realistically most of them even probably weren't really paying much attention to the things I was saying, uh, <laughs> probably 10% of them actually listened to anything I said. Um, so for like the six of you hearing or seeing this that were paying attention to what I'm saying, you'll recall that uh, Clemson did this with Brzee as well. Even going so far as to call timeouts at times in close games, in short yardage situations to get him off the field on run plays because he is legitimately terrible at this. 
Like the Saints haven't gone that far that I saw. Like I, I did only watch four of their games. I did not see them call a timeout to get him out of there. But they're not far off it. Uh, they, they do try to avoid it as often as is reasonable. And, and there is a reason. Like he's been a reasonably good pass rusher given the fact that he is a rookie. Like interior defensive linemen can't be expected to destroy worlds in their rookie seasons. It just doesn't happen very often. So the fact that Brand Brzee has the same pass rush win percentage as Isaiah Bugs at a solid 4.1%, according to PFF, isn't really alarming. Like that's not a super high number. I think it's somewhere in the 60s in terms of among interior defensive linemen, but that's like, that is someone who should be on the field. That is a starter in the league level as a rookie, which is all you can reasonably ask. That's the strength of Brzee's game. Uh, his get-off is, is far from elite, but his second effort quickness and power are really, really high. Uh, in the run game, though, he's a victim. It's a similar problem to what Lions fans have seen from Broderick Martin in his, his brief <laughs> appearance for the team. Uh, and, and it's the reason you haven't seen him more, by the way. Uh, and this is like he just stands straight up at the snap and then goes. And it gets the pass that creates space, lets you use your length to get past the guy versus the run. That means the offensive lineman is always, and I do mean every single play, starting with a massive advantage in terms of momentum. And at 6'5, his upward momentum at the snap makes him just. A mark in the run game. Ah, oh, so while his pass rush grade is in the mid 60s, which is great for a rookie interior defensive lineman again, his run defense grade is 34.3. It's it's the reason I thought the Lions would not even look at him in the draft. And now that he's on the opposition, it is an opportunity for the Detroit Lions. And just for a frame of reference, the Lions fans will be familiar with like as bad as the Lions defensive tackles not named Aleem McNeil have been at times uh there's only one who has more than 10 run defense snaps that has graded within 20 points of that against the run they're not good he is legitimately terrible even Martin, who this is the weakness in his game that makes it so the Lions don't play him, is in the low 50s as far as his PFF grade versus the run. Like his single performance was bad enough to keep him from dressing on game days for the rest of the year so far. Uh, so runs in passing situations straight at Brian Brzee very quickly are the Basically, like that could be just a cheat code for annihilating the Saints defense because he will not do anything about that. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
The Lions have a history of running the ball on third and long to set up fourth down conversion attempts, and that tendency could result in a lot of big yardage for the Lions, not just setting up that fourth down attempt, but on like a third and seven, going straight at that guy could get you the first down repeatedly. Like the Saints are sixth worst in the league already in terms of yards per carry allowed this season. The Lions running game has an opportunity to have themselves a ridiculous day on Sunday. And Brzee on the field, that's number 90 in your programs, is a tell for when the Lions may just immediately check into a run right at him. So if you see 90 on the field, you see Jared Goff look around a little bit and then say some things and everyone's paying attention. I suspect they're going to audible into running directly at him a lot. Cam Jordan's the name we know off the Saints defensive line, just casual observers of the NFL. He's been in the league a long time. He's been a high-level pass rusher. He's made a lot of Pro Bowls, yada, 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 yada. Very good player. Well, Carl Granderson leads their team with five and a half sacks. And the next defensive lineman, we're edge on that list, is Cam Jordan with two on the air. It's a phenomenon we're probably pretty familiar with in Detroit. <laughs> Uh, except without Aline McNeil in there doing that, uh, because Wilbersee has a good grade. The actual production on that is one and a half sacks in 224, is that what I said? Pass rush snaps. Not great. So the Lions should be able to keep Goff upright on Sunday, and that means that the turnover issues should largely go away because he is an incredibly good quarterback when he is not getting hit at all, and he shouldn't be getting hit at all this week. That also means the opportunity to get the ball downfield to J-Mo or Josh Reynolds or Khalif Raymond will be there. Like The Saints defensive backs are gamblers. They go after the ball, like I said earlier. So putting it over their heads is a better idea than trying to thread the ball through tight windows. In terms of big plays down the field, I mean, the Lions are still going to try to open up gaps in the zones and then yada, 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 do the things that they do. But deep balls will be there, 100%. The Saints are second in the NFL with 14 interceptions on the year. So like I said, like trying to put it through the windows is a terrible idea against this team. They've, they've shown that they will just go get it from you. But they do have a player who is having a, frankly, really bad year and has had probably about a, a bad year and a half, and that's Marcus May. Like He was suspended earlier in the year for three games due to a violation of league substance abuse policy relating to a DUI he had in 2021 when he played for the Jets. And his season has been, that was in September, so his season has kind of been derailed by missing a bunch of games in the middle of it. Like He's not a bad player, but he just hasn't been playing well for the last while. He's a free safety and the Saints use him closer to the line than he's comfortable with. Like he's lined up in the box or the slot more often than he would likely prefer. It's kind of like when the Lions do that with Kirby Joseph, where they put him in the box or the slot, and like he tries. But that's not what got him in the league. That's not what got the Saints to pay Marcus May a bunch of money. It's just a bit of a mismatch in terms of skill versus job. Just poor decision-making process on their part. Uh, 
this one's not super complex for the Lions, honestly. Like the D line has a hole you can run at, and they can't pressure the quarterback, but the secondary does get after the ball. So you run the ball, then you run the ball when it says, like when the analytics say you should throw the ball, you still run the ball. And then when the safeties are playing tight to the line, you throw it over them. There's a thousand more specific ways to get into that. But I can't claim to be in Ben Johnson's head on exactly how he's going to do that. It could be St. Brown victimizing May kind of the way that he did Razzle Douglas earlier in the year. Could be Jamo just getting up the field quicker than the not nearly as fast as he used to be. Tyron Matthew is expecting on play action passes. But basically, they need to use the aggressive nature of these defensive backs against them. So double moves, play action passes. That should probably be their bread and butter this week. And that's it for your previews for the Saints. Uh, I missed Monday, so you're going to get something tomorrow instead of Monday. So lucky you. Not sure exactly what that's going to be, but it'll probably be something draft related now that we're basically through the college season. If you don't want that kind of content, don't watch. I don't care. <laughs> Commenting, why are you talking about the draft? So I got to talk about something, and it's an interesting subject to me. That is the only thing I care about. So, see you tomorrow. We're not up to you. Either way, have a great day. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. Lions! You've had enough of that shit.